This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. When you go in a store to buy something, you may not think about the hidden psychology behind prices, but not knowing could end up costing you. I actually look into what you should be paying for a text message based on the standard rate for bandwidth from a cell phone, and it would come to about one one thousandth of a penny. Then, millions of people complain about stress, but it seems like nobody does anything about it. A medical doctor shares her solution for today's over-the-top anxiety levels. We all know what stress is, super stress is, a byproduct of the 21st century lifestyle. And if you think about what life is today, we have multiple stressors. Those two stories, and a lot more, are heading your way on this edition of InfoTrack. Stick around. The program gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. When you as a consumer go out and purchase something at a restaurant, a retail store, or even online, you may not realize how much psychology is involved, in particular, the psychology of prices. Our next guest says that the price of goods and services can be a hidden persuader, helping convince you to make decisions you might not make otherwise. With more, let's welcome best-selling author William Poundstone to InfoTrack. How are you? Pretty good. Now, you've written a book titled Priceless, The Myth of Fair Value and How to Take Advantage of It. Let's begin with a surprising fact from your book. Top companies like Coca-Cola, Microsoft, Sony Ericsson, and others hire price consultants who deal in the psychology of what to charge. Obviously, these people know something the rest of us don't. Why is price so important? Well, that's one of the things that really got me into this particular subject. I heard about these price consultants, and it's a very new profession, and it seemed fascinating that they were really able to motivate people to buy stuff that they wouldn't have otherwise just based on something like a price. Basically, what they've found is that the average consumer really doesn't have a strong sense of what things should be worth. So instead, they almost subconsciously take in all sorts of cues and other information in helping to decide whether to buy. And what these consultants have found is that it's very easy to manipulate those cues, and that's what they're doing for all these big Fortune 500 companies. Now, you point out that people can be swayed in some surprising ways. First, just by mentioning big numbers to them, And you talk about how this can impact a courtroom jury, for example. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, that's a phenomenon called anchoring. I write about this in the context of the famous Stella Liebeck case, where a woman spilled hot McDonald's coffee on herself, and a jury awarded her $2.9 million, which practically everyone in America thought was ridiculous. (laughs) But actually, the attorney was very up on the psychology of this, And he found that by suggesting a high award like that, and it was the first number they really heard, they were swayed by that. Because obviously jurors really don't know. I mean, how can you put a price on someone's pain and suffering? So they're very susceptible to that. But what price consultants have found is that the same thing applies to all sorts of products. Certainly anything in the high fashion field. When you go into a Prada store, for instance, you're going to see stuff that you really don't know what it should be selling for. It probably sells for a lot more than the actual cost of the labor and materials. But if they say this handbag is $7,000, you're kind of going to accept that maybe that's a reasonable price. 
So then you might pay more than you would otherwise for other goods in the store. Maybe you're not going to buy that handbag, but exactly. it moves you up the scale. Yes. They'll have like one thing in the window that'll be fantastically, obscenely expensive. Say it's a $7,000 handbag. And you'll come in and say, who would pay that? But then you'll look around it and maybe they'll have a $2,000 handbag and a $1,200 handbag. And suddenly, next to that $7,000 one, the $2,000 handbag actually looks kind of reasonable. It sounds kind of crazy, but they've found with actual experiments that it works that way. And the $7,000 handbag, which may never sell, and they don't care if it doesn't sell, will still convince people to pay a lot more than they would have otherwise. We're talking with William Poundstone, author of Priceless, The Myth of Fair Value and How to Take Advantage of It. Coupons are something that many consumers use and they feel they're saving money. There's psychology with coupons, isn't there? Yeah, everyone likes to feel that they're getting, you know, some rebate or discount or whatever. And although, in a sense, it makes no economic sense to have coupons, they've found that they do really motivate people. Another example, if you try to buy a flat screen TV nowadays, you'll often get some kind of rebate or discount. And the reason for that is that they've done the science. They've had experiments where people were shown two flat screen TVs, one for $800 and one for $1,200 marked down to $800. Practically everyone chooses the one that's marked down. For one thing, TVs are so complicated nowadays, no one really knows you know, how to compare them on features. So you have to infer quality from the price. And they're saying, well, if that one was originally 1200 it must be a better set. So people will naturally want that. They also like to be able to tell themselves and their friends, hey, I got a $400 discount. So that's a very powerful motivator. You talk about how Apple convinced people to start paying for what they used to get for free, specifically downloaded music files. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's one of the, I suppose, the big successes of this whole price consulting business, because you had people literally getting something for free. So how are you going to convince them? Well, they tried various prices, and they found, first of all, that people really believed that if you paid money for music, it was worth more than the music you got for free, even though these were digital files and they should be absolutely identical down to every last bit. They also found that if you charge 99 cents, that was an incredibly powerful motivator. Now, you see that even at the 99 cent store, people think that somehow they're getting a discount there. Maybe it's just one penny off a dollar or whatever, but they found that of all the prices they could charge, 99 cents really worked the best, and that's why iTunes started with 99 cent pricing. I guess there is some magic in setting a price point that $29.95 is better than $30, even though there's only five cents difference. This is, again, in the way people think about prices. Not only that, but they've done experiments like catalog companies will print up two different versions of their catalog. They'll sell the exact same thing. In one catalog, it's listed at $25. In the other catalog, it's $29.95. More people will buy it at the higher price, $29.95, because it's got those nines. You talk about text messages being the biggest con job in capitalism. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's true. I actually look into what you should be paying for a text message based on the standard rate for bandwidth from a cell phone, and it would come to about one one thousandth of a penny. So basically, the price you pay, and it averages around 20 cents, is all psychology. It has very little to do with the actual economics. And the reason, of course, is that most of those text messages are sent by kids, 
and it's mostly their parents who are paying. So it's all about how much can you convince the parents to pay. Our guest is William Poundstone, author of Priceless, The Myth of Fair Value and How to Take Advantage of It. We see products on the shelf that seem to shrink in size. Packages get smaller and the quantities get smaller. The manufacturers try to hide this change from us, don't they? Yeah, exactly. This is another thing that price consultants have really initiated. When they started doing those loyalty cards and barcoding in supermarkets, they got all this data. And one of the things they found was that any time a manufacturer raises the price, consumers tend to switch brands, and they don't want you to do that. So what they do, they try to raise the price without you knowing it, and the way to do it is to make the container have a little less of the product. So, for instance, Skippy's peanut butter recently, they put a dent in the bottom of their jar, and that means that you're getting about an ounce and a half less peanut butter, but the price stays the same. Kellogg's recently made their boxes of cereal thinner. Again, it looks the same on the shelf, but when you pick it up, you can see it's a little thinner than it was. And I think one of my favorites, Puff Tissues even, decided that they had to cut about one-fifth of an inch off the length of the tissues. But of course, no one would ever notice this because the box has a hole in the center, so you really can't see that it's a slightly smaller tissue. If we keep going forward in time, obviously packages will not shrink to nothing. Mm -hmm. What is the eventual outcome of all of these changes? Eventually what they have to do is come out with a brand new package, like an economy size or a totally new shape of package that you can't really compare to the old one. So there it doesn't look like they're raising the price. And then the whole cycle starts over again. They start shrinking that. Well, it's fascinating stuff. The book is Priceless, The Myth of Fair Value and How to Take Advantage of It. And to learn more and check out the author's blog, you can Google Poundstone and Priceless. William Poundstone, the author, Priceless. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Next, if you think stress may be killing you, you're probably right. Stress survival secrets are dead ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned.